that every Christian adult, adult, every Christian adult should be a student of the Bible, literature, and history, and can learn to delight in the process of learning. On this podcast, we will share bite-sized pieces, ideas, practical tips, nuggets of good literature to whet your appetite. And this season, we're talking about reading for real life. My name is Erica. I'm here with my friends, Ryan and Rachel. What are you guys reading? Um, I have just finished The Giver by Lois Lowry. And it's a book that I feel like everybody read in high school or junior high except me. So I thought it was time. I haven't read it. Okay, so well, why you guys everybody but <laughs> Ryan. That's how we found each other. It's like, you also haven't read it. Perfect. <laughs> I no, have, it, just for the clarity's sake. Not only point. has Erica read it, but she's taught it several yes. times. But I really enjoyed it. It's a middle grade dystopia. Um, but yeah, I if I start talking about it, it'll take too long. But it, I really enjoyed it. Um, I have enjoyed reading dystopia in the past. This does not have the dark meaninglessness Mm -hmm. and despair of uh, adult dystopia that adult dystopia can sometimes have. Yeah, not at all. And it it is um, it ends on a hopeful note Mm -hmm. and just some really interesting and yeah, I'd be really keen to do a discussion with. Uh, my kids or other mm-hmm. people's it's kids. A <laughs> it's a good one. I definitely recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, well, now I feel uncultured or something. Um, I'm reading the authorized biography of P.G. Woodhouse by <laughs> Francis Donaldson. Of course you are. <laughs> and, and, uh, I've been I've been reading Woodhouse for 20 years, and I really really love his work. I haven't read all of it. Haven't exhausted it. He. He wrote, wrote, too much. wrote for <laughs> 75 or 80 years of his long life and uh, got a lot of books. But this is a, uh, yeah, this is the authorized biography. I think, uh, I think Francis Donaldson was a, a friend of the family or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it says but, a lot when you have a biography that has to be authorized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Napoleon didn't get one of those. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we are talking about using our ears instead of our eyes to read because listening counts as reading there's much debate online about whether listening counts and i am a firm believer well we are a firm believer that listening counts so i probably should explain why listening counts Mm -hmm. um as an adult the question is are we trying to just decode the words on the page Mm -hmm. or are we trying to consume and consider and then digest the ideas. Mm-hmm. And I would submit that it's probably the second. We're not actually trying to decode. Yeah. That's not really the main goal. After first grade. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. no longer just trying to listener, decode. You can go ahead and continue decoding. That's great. Um, actually, historically, reading was a group activity. Mm-hmm. And it was done one person, the literate person would read aloud to those who were in the group who were probably not literate. Mm-hmm. So that historically is how reading was done. Um, interesting, the old English word... Radon. I don't even know if that's the proper pronunciation. Probably not. <laughs> it, it does actually mean <laughs> someone speaking as someone who's not studied Old English. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like old I'm English is not like that. Latin, though. I'll tell you that. Um, anyways, the Old English word means to advise or guess. So it's not really about the act of decoding mm-hmm. at all. Hmm. Um, I would also say that as an adult, you probably have significantly more time to use your ears than you have to use your eyes. 
Yep. So that's a really good reason to get to consume more ideas and think about them and digest them by using your ears. The scriptures actually talk about listening and the value of listening. Um, one of the passages that I was thinking about recently was Revelation 1.3. This is at the very beginning of the, the letter. Um, John says, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it mm. for the time is near. There's power in the reading and in particular, this particular text reading of the word that mm-hmm. there's something that happens. Um, we're blessed when we, when we, uh, read the scriptures aloud, but I think that yeah. can also translate in some ways to the value of reading aloud. Yeah. The mm-hmm. apostle Paul makes the same point or uh, several times uh, make sure that uh, you read this letter mm-hmm. in uh, in this this town mm-hmm. make sure that you read the letter that I sent to them yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I, and I understand that probably they're saying that because most of that culture is not literate mm-hmm. right but I, I the word is true we know that every word that's in the word is true we can trust it so there is also some value and blessing to be had when we read the words out loud so mm-hmm. all right so how can we leverage listening um, as a way to, in our first episode, read widely, deeply, and frequently. And um, think about taking dominion over time, mm-hmm. right? Where, where you're doing uh, kind of mundane things. We don't mean mundane as in meaningless. We just mean yep. mundane as in not sacred. Day to day. Yeah. Um, and you're, you know, you're washing the dishes or you're, you know, driving on your way to work. Like, how can you take dominion over that time so that you're... Mm -hmm. investing in and developing your ability to think and consider ideas. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give a bunch of ways that we can actually do this, but I would say that these are all ways that you can actually listen to your Bible too. That was actually how, I think I've mentioned this, how I got into Bible reading seriously was through listening the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so all of these, you can just translate or um, transfer them all to thinking about how can I read my Bible more. Well, here are some ways. Let me give you 10 ways. 10. Okay, 10. here we oh, go. Man. Read it. Are you counting Listen. down in any particular order? Uh, oh, no, I should oh. have, though. That would have been really clever. <laughs> okay, well, the first one is you can listen while you get ready for the day. Mm-hmm. The second one is you can listen while you're uh, on your commute. So instead of listening to music or radio, mm-hmm. you can listen to an audio book or your Bible. Uh, if you have household chores that you do every week. Um, most, well, no, I'm not going to say most. Uh this one, you just have to know which kind of household that's right. chores. So there's a, I, yeah. they're the more the mindless ones, the ones that your hands are busy, but your brain is sort of just yeah. dishes, folding laundry, <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. Um, maybe during your exercise routine, uh, if you you know go for a long run or you go to the gym or mm-hmm. you're you know whatever, you can put your book in your ears. If you're ever waiting in line, if you're at the doctor's office, any type of place in your life that's pretty regular where you are waiting for something a couple mm-hmm. of minutes we've talked about this a couple of minutes can get you pretty far if it's done o- consistently over a long yeah. over a long period of time um multitasking this one's a bit tricky because i don't actually endorse multitasking but if your task does not require intense concentration and you've got a kind of a relatively light book on the go maybe a, a really enjoyable piece of fiction if you're working on something that you can kind of do a little bit hear and then you can listen to it with your ears that can often be a good way to get yeah stuff in. yeah i um there, there are certain computer tasks yeah. yes yeah clearing your inbox of the yes. junk mail you know you yeah. can kind yeah. of First, yeah yeah anywhere that you would maybe listen to music yes yeah yeah there you go. If That's it's a, a lighter, idea. we probably don't recommend that you listen to Calvin's Institutes while yeah, you're trying yeah. to do those tasks. Boy, but we should like <laughs> <Poor> Calvin <laughs> give give out candies to the person who can bring up Calvin's Institutes in every podcast. 
Um, listen to it before bed. Like we've said, pick your books wisely. Maybe mm-hmm. don't, again, choose Calvin's Institutes before you go to bed unless you're no, trying you to go to sleep. you can't stuff it in there no, like that's that. Right. <laughs> yeah. That didn't count. No okay, candy. Okay. Um, lunch breaks. This is, this is one. If you work um, a job where you have a regular work lunch time, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps instead of picking up your phone and looking on Instagram or mm-hmm. Facebook or Twitter, X, whatever it's called. Um, Twitter. <laughs> you're going to stick with Twitter. Um, put, a, put your earphones in and listen to a chapter on your book. That can be a really great way to get through something. Number eight, sort of a bit of a copy of some, some of the previous, the, the being mindful in your listening. I don't mean mindful as in like mindfulness. I mean stuff that doesn't require a lot of mm-hmm. your energy and your attention. Anytime you can do puzzles or knitting mm-hmm. or hobbies, both Rachel and I listen to our books while we knit. Mm-hmm. Do you woodwork and listen to books? Is that a thing yeah. for you? Okay, Absolutely. there you go. So during your hobbies. Yeah. 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 You know, I, not uh, not heavy reading, mm-hmm. as yeah. we've said pick, several pick times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, our kids think doing puzzles while listening to a book is like... The greatest thing ever. Oh, well, maybe not the greatest thing ever, but they do like it. I'm trying to still try to get... <laughs> it's like my... part of the family culture. <laughs> I like that. I'm trying yeah. to get Joel, the, my husband, to be, um, you know, on board with puzzles. He just doesn't get... He's puzzled yeah. by puzzles. Hmm. Anyways, <laughs> um, family time. So I know you and you, you guys, Rachel and Ryan, you... Um, I'd love for you to very, very briefly tell us what how do you do (laughs) how do you do family read alouds in your actual day like when do you do it Mm -hmm. um yeah and maybe give us like two tips for getting started with that so it's a it's we read throughout the day because we homeschool so there are times throughout the day but family reading time is after dinner so some people i think do it right after dinner we don't we have dinner we do our our after dinner catechism and singing we clean the kitchen there's a bit of a there's a bit of a break in there and then we sit down to read sort of the last thing before bedtime yeah and the kids go to bed from there and the kids go to bed from there so there's you know 30 45 minutes right before bed yeah it's uh, unless i'm away for the evening i'm the one who reads Mm -hmm. um and i we almost always sit down in the same place like on on couches on, in, on the in the living room, room yeah. on couches mm-hmm. and we will uh i'll call everyone in together then they're they're free to you know sit and play with a rubik's cube or color or, or something yeah. Like that. yeah yeah so but, i was gonna say this is a, an important one and comes up with this question a lot with uh families with younger kids mm-hmm. as they start this habit so the we would say the kids are allowed to move around because some kids need to to do that and it's supposed to be fun it shouldn't be like you must sit in this one spot and can't move they can't be making noise they can't be tussling or wrestling with other people um and they can't be reading other books Mm -hmm. yeah and i think with the the there have been books where maybe we picked a book that was more for the older kids, like it was more geared toward the older kids, and the boys would be who couldn't read who not, yeah. would be flipping through picture books, and I don't mind that at all. Right, right. But you know, coloring, I mean, sometimes I would stretch on the carpet, and the kids would mm. do that with me, mm. and it has to be quiet. Whatever the activity is, you have to be quiet. But there's a lot. There's room for movement, and you mm-hmm. build up to the time period that you're yeah. like you guys can do. That your kids can go for forty five minutes or longer. And some yeah. of that's because it's built in, but maybe start small. Start with five or six minutes, build to 10, build to 15. Mm-hmm. And 
pick good books that are easy for you to yeah. read out loud and uh, books that your your kids. Now, speaking as somebody who doesn't have children, we read aloud to each other. And there's a few places we read aloud right before bed. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes in the evenings, we don't want to necessarily put on a TV show. So Joel will pick up a book and we'll read a few pages from a book that we're working through. Um, mm-hmm. If we're on road trips, we'll read to each other. It's like There are ways, that even if you don't have kids, you can build this in. We read to each other over meal times because, again, there's just the two of us. So conversation isn't overly it's very monkish of you <laughs> it is kind of monkish right <laughs> we are not monks though no yeah just to be clear <laughs> so there's lots of um ways <laughs> yeah, that's right there's lots of ways to build that into your family culture and i would also say that before bedtime is probably also helpful for calming them down or mm-hmm. can be helpful mm-hmm. yeah yeah getting them and, ready and um swapping between um Old, if young. you yeah depending yeah. on you, you kind of aim for the middle but it's okay to have a book that appeals more to the oldest kids depending mm-hmm. on your your spread of ages and then a book that appeals more to the younger boys so we're reading chapter books so it's not picture books which means if you're four and under and you're really not here for it that's fine just play quietly yeah, yeah. whatever yeah All right, so here are a bunch of tips. I think I've got five. One, two, three, four. Yes, five tips um, for listening, especially if you're not used to listening. Um, The big one is to start with small chunks of time. Just like anything else, start small. Listen for five minutes. That's that's, that's really a good place to start. Mm -hmm. If you aren't a default auditory learner, so if you don't automatically um, lean towards learning by hearing, choose audiobooks that align with your interests. Um, so you can make the most of your listening time as you're kind of getting used to listening to books. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I have heard people say, I can't listen to books. I don't get anything out of mm-hmm. it. I would actually say that that's probably not entirely true. Yeah. It is a skill um, that I think our culture sort of has pushed aside. But the more you do it, the stronger you get. So start with simple, easy books that you can mm-hmm. digest and start with small chunks but you will find that the more you do it the easier it will get mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the people who say that first of all the um they just haven't figured out how to get their audiobooks like the process of actually getting to the yeah. point where you're listening to a book those there's too many steps that they haven't done yet so it's actually a friction process issue Mm -hmm. it's not actually about reading like oh i don't listen to audiobooks Mm -hmm. i've also heard people say that um who um just who will then say oh but i listen to podcasts so you just haven't found the right thing to start listening that's right which actually speaking of podcasts was my 10th way to leverage listening you can swap out a podcast one you listen to every week that's a pretty good way i totally missed that so there you go okay so um start small uh make sure you pick good books if you're not a default auditory learner schedule your listening sessions if you're just getting started Uh, figure out the times in your day or your week that you can treat as a planned activity rather than impromptu Uh, it's another way to remove friction if you if you pair it with something you like Mm -hmm. Uh, so for me knitting is a really natural thing um, experiment. This one took me a little while to figure out, but experiment listening with different listening speeds. So speed it up or slow it down. Some people find that increasing the playback speed can allow them to consume content much more quickly and more effectively. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, I, I, I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. I, I, this is my opinion. Maybe it, maybe it, you don't find this, but I, it seems to me that things are being recorded slower yeah. so that people can Play it faster. Yeah. So play around with dials. See what what works for your brain. Um, Remember that if you have tiny humans that are going to be listening alongside, there's two things to remember. You have to remember that be aware of what you're listening is appropriate for what they 
should be listening to. Be aware of that. The other thing is tiny humans process language slower than us. So if the reading is for them, make sure that the the speed is right for them Mm. rather than for yourself. If the reading is for you, then it's less, it's less, they they listen to that. I think women uh, also tend to, I definitely listen faster than Mm -hmm. um, Ryan would (laughs) be comfortable with. And the last one is uh, to make it easy. So find ways to make it a really pleasant experience. So get yourself a nice Bluetooth speaker that you can take with you to the beach or camping or to the park. Get really nice headphones. Get a nice chair. Just make Mm -hmm. the experience itself um, really nice. Mm -hmm. A couple places you can get a listening library. If you have a CD player, take them out of the library. (laughs) LibriVox for classics. Mm -hmm. There's an app Mm -hmm. for that. LibriVox, L-I-B-R-I-V-O-X. Hoopla is an online digital library. You can usually get that through the... The library, cloud library, same kind of thing. We highly recommend Canon Plus. Paid subscription, but worth it. But it's fantastic. It's totally worth it. Not yet a sponsor. Yes. Not yet. (laughs) Um, Audible, obviously, is kind of your biggest place for it. Mm -hmm. There are books on YouTube and there are books on Spotify, but they're a bit hit and miss. So that should give you a good place Mm -hmm. to start. What you doing? Oh, that's the bell. So there you go. Go get a book. Start listening and enjoy that.